it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike. Privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360-degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome to Information Operation. As you know, we do a lot of interviews with political candidates, especially those that are behind the America First movement. And uh, in continuation with that effort, we've got with us today, congressional candidate from Arizona 7, soon to be 3, uh, Jeff Zink. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Todd. How are you doing? Oh, we're busy, but it, that's good. Um, so before we get into your congressional race and some other issues, you were heavily involved in the Arizona audit from, I, I think, handling the observers on the floor. So can you tell us what your role was briefly and what evidence, because a lot of people are still unclear as to what was actually found in Arizona. And give us your thoughts on that, and, and then we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So uh, I was an assistant uh, to the deputy uh, liaisons to the Senate. Uh, I worked uh, with Randy Pullen and Ken Bennett, which were the deputies. And then uh, Julie Fisher, uh, Steve Robinson, and Shelby Bush um, uh, were the assistants. And then when Shelby and Steve had to uh, uh, leave for uh, some personal reasons and things like that, they asked mm -hmm. me to step in uh, and cover that for uh, a couple of weeks while they were out. And so I was able to then um, uh, literally vet every person that came in. And what we did was is that um, we looked at their uh, background complete, uh, their social media, and then if they were voters for the Maricopa County. So all they had to have all three of those checks. And if somebody on their social media, <clears throat> they were um, saying things like death to Biden or death to Trump or something mm -hmm. like that, they were automatically not allowed onto the floor. Um, because again, it's not about Republican. It's not about Democrat. It's not about Biden. It's not about Trump. It's about what was right and wrong. And so I also uh, did all of the, the scheduling for the three shifts that took place uh, for uh, every day that we were at the audit. 
So what evidence, um, we talked prior on, in a pre-interview about really what you found, but I want our audience to hear, you, you know, the, the, the confidence you had in, in what was found as far as illegal activity in your mind okay. that was important. Absolutely. Well, one of the things, if you went to um, Katie Hobbs' own website, okay, that had nothing to do with the audit, uh, when uh, she sent the election to be certified, there were 15,000 outstanding ballots that hadn't been rectified on her own uh, website. Now, the margin of uh, uh, victory for uh, Biden at the time was uh, 10,000 and some change. Uh, after the audit, it was 11,000 and change. But the thing is, is that she had on her website 15,000. And so we certified an election that had 15,000 votes that were not uh, certified at that time. Now, and when why, we, why were those votes not certified? They were from illegals or, or what was the reason behind that? Um, you know, we have been asking Katie Hobbs. And again, like most Democrats, uh, they don't respond or, or even talk about what they've done in their failings. They, they mm -hmm. just say that it was that there was nothing uh, here to see. Um, mm -hmm. But that that was one of the glaring things. Now, on the audit floor, here's what we saw personally. We saw uh, votes for five votes for one candidate, one vote for another, four, one, three, one, two, one, one, one. And then that pattern would repeat over and over and over. Hmm. Um, that's not a uh, things that actually are normal in nature. Right. Now, the most egregious one that I personally saw myself was 95 votes for one uh, uh, person and one vote for the other. And it repeated five times. Now, to give you an idea, statistically, how improbable that is, you can win the lottery, walk outside and get struck by lightning before that happens. Right. So things that were not normal in nature are, are things that we saw as patterns. The so other just so our audience understand, there would be 95 votes for one and then one vote for the other and then 95 and one. Like that over Correct. and over, what you're saying. Yeah. Correct. And it mm -hmm. and it happened five times, repeated five times, mm -hmm. uh, in the in the same box that we had that were from also different precincts that uh and polling places that mm -hmm. we had. So it just so happens that in one box that had different precincts have the same patterns that show up. Again, statistically, this is very improbable. So the the other thing that we mm -hmm. also found was there was only supposed to be one ballot that was to be printed out. What we found was 10 different ones. So we had the one that was supposed to be printed on and then mm -hmm. nine variations of thickness, width, length, uh, the way that the printing was, was put on, the sheen to the paper. We had yellow paper, we had off-white, we had white, we had pristine white. We had ones that had threads in it that were not consistent with the threads that we were supposed to have. And so all of these variances means that we had over 260,000 different ballots that we identified that had, were printed on paper that was not uh, what our uh, Senate and House in, here in Arizona had uh, uh, stated that that was the qualifications. It didn't meet those. What about, uh, you were mentioning to me also some things very interesting about the illegal activity by certain employees or officials of Maricopa County caught deleting files on video, that type of thing. Can you run through that? 
Absolutely. In mm -hmm. fact, um, if you go to We the People AZ Alliance, uh, com. If you'll go to, to their website, they just this week after I was talking with you, I spoke with uh, Shelby and Steve and I told them what was going on and they actually have released those videos. So you can find them on YouTube now. Mm. And it is the uh, the person who is sitting at the desk with the computer. And what we have done is, is we've actually looked at the IPS address, which matches the person that's sitting at that desk and that computer, and it matches the what uh, the deleted files, where it came from, and the the video is matched directly to the deleted files that we had on the hard drives. So we had very hard evidence that has been given to uh, Arizona AG Mark Burnovich. And yet he still has not done anything. And that is too glaring uh, of evidence for him not to have done something by now. So this was illegal activity of deleting election files, right? I mean, what type of Correct. files were they? Like, uh, like voting tallies or what? Well, and, and so it's the actual votes that were put on the Dominion machines that mm. were then uh, saved on onto the uh, 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 files, the hard drives. And, and if you go back to where Andy Biggs was talking to both uh, Board of Supervisors, uh, Hickman, uh, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the other mm -hmm. one right now, but uh, in the congressional hearing, they basically stated and, and, uh, and said, yes, we, we had them delete these files, and we always delete files afterwards. Then Andy uh, Biggs, our congressman, then turned around and asked this very important question. Then how come there were uh, files from 2016 and 2018 of other elections that were not uh, uh, deleted? If what you just stated is true, why mm -hmm. are these others? And they had no answer whatsoever, which yeah. is they specifically deleted the files that they wanted to, uh, that they knew that uh, they would get caught in the end. Now, we did recover the files and we did. We were able to go in and take a look at it uh, and stuff. And what we discovered there is that we had a lot of phantom votes that took place. So uh, Miss Mary Jane, uh, who hadn't voted in the last uh, four elections, all of a sudden, 18 months before, appears a, a second time. And then all of a sudden you see that she votes on uh, the uh, uh, voting day. And then about one to two months afterwards, the one that voted is now deleted off of the files. Hmm. So. And we had this repeated and we, we've got all of these files now and we're taking a look and we've got those uh, also submitted to uh, Mark Burnovich. And the thing is, is that people need to go to the AZAG.com uh, uh, and pull that up and then uh, send emails and uh, phone messages to um, uh, Mark Burnovich's office demanding that he do his job and start arresting people and start uh, the process of, of a trial, because that's also going to have to take uh, place. And we also need to let him know that he needs yeah. to secure all the ballots 
as well, so that if it goes past the uh, uh, 22 months, which is here in, in Arizona, that they cannot uh, destroy them. They have to preserve them until this is rectified. Right. Thanks. And it be know about about that situation. You're breaking up. You're breaking up really bad. I didn't hear a word you said. That out. Can you hear me now? Okay. Now I can. You have a situation with your son that I, the audience should know about. Did I lose you? Okay. Um, with uh, uh, January 6th, uh, I had declared on uh, December uh, the uh, uh, 19th or 26th, uh, uh, the year before uh, President Biden was supposed to take office. Uh, but on January 6th uh, in 2021, 20, uh, uh, President Trump had then uh, put a rally together and I wanted to go because I thought that the election had been stolen and I was in support and I wanted to see the historical aspect of what took place there on uh, uh, January 6th. And the reason why is, is that um, history was going to be made if we had four or five of the states that were in question would stand up and object and, and withhold their electoral college votes, then what it would do is throw the country into a constitutional election where it gets thrown back to all 50 states, to the House of Representatives, and then each house has to vote along party lines. Well, there would have been 31 states that are controlled by the Republican Party. And what would have happened is, is that neither one of the presidents uh, elects at that time or the, our president would not obtain enough electoral votes in so, to make this happen. I wanted to be there to see firsthand what happened. What did happen was, is that once Paul Gosar stood up and stated that he objected and then we didn't have a senator that had a backbone in Arizona so we had to go to Ted Cruz in Texas once a congressman and senator signed off then it was thrown into a debate for two and a half hours it was amazing that as soon as that happened all the things took place outside and we've all seen these and now we know that what has happened is is that we have our FBI uh, complicit in instigating this that uh, was with the Capitol Police as well. And now it's tracing all the way back to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and, and so what happened was they literally set up, Antifa Black Lives Matter set up what was a peaceful protest to let our voices be heard. That's what our president had stated. And that's what we were doing. But what we observed was something much more different. So let me give you a quick uh, example of what happened. My son and I, who was, uh, my mm -hmm. son was with me 100% of the time, videoed a gentleman named Hunter Emke, who was 20 at the time, Antifa in California. He was arrested. We actually have the video of that as well. And uh, the thing is, is that upon finding his report, 
that was done, his arrest record, he was uh, 10 minutes later after we stopped the video, he was released on his own cognizance and then told to leave the premises. Now, he doesn't go to, uh, yeah. is not called into court until October where he goes to uh, the federal building by teleprompter before a federal judge who gives him no jail time and no bail and told him to wait until the rest of the evidence is then done and then that they would get in contact with him at that time. Now, why was I so uh, explicitly uh, uh, detailed about this? is because my son being with me 100% of the time recording the same videos that I have was arrested on February the 4th by 15 federal agents who kicked in his door, flashbanged him and his dog, arrested him, and he spent six weeks until we got him out uh, and D.C. prison where he described black mold on the walls, that the prisoners were beaten for saying the pledge, that three eggs and mayonnaise was uh, considered a meal, and oftentimes one meal a day was all they got. He was released for less than an hour, two to three uh, days at, at a time. So he would go two or three days, then released for 30 or 45 minutes, and then sequestered again. This is something that is extremely um, disheartening that in our own country, these people uh, that were arrested so-called uh, for this insurrection, and by the way, not one single person was charged for sedition. What my son is now being faced with is, is going inside of the Capitol, which never happened, and also trespassing uh, on federal grounds, which also did not happen because the uh, Capitol Police opened up the bicycle barriers and then motioned us on to the to the property. Mm -hmm. So if they actually uh, turned around and uh, opened the barriers, ask us to come on, then you can't charge somebody for um, uh, trespassing at, uh for something like that. So, but these are the two charges that he is currently um, uh, looking at. And, and so, and what he's faced with. And so the thing is that when the FBI came to interrogate and intimidate me, they found out that I was a congressional candidate and they left and they, I was not uh, arrested. After the hour and a half interrogation, they basically uh, stated they didn't have any evidence to withhold me. Now, here's the conflict. My son was with me 100% of the time. If they have no evidence of me being inside and he didn't go inside, then he can't be charged. So what I've been telling everybody is, is that while our country states that you are innocent until proven guilty, this tyrannical administration uh, uh, with uh, Obama appointed judges, federal judges and everything else has changed the, the rule of law in our country. And now you are guilty until proven Democrat. And you can mm -hmm. tell the, the difference of how they uh, treated somebody who was an Antifa Black Lives Matter uh, person versus my son, who is a conservative Republican. And by the way, 
he can't carry his guns and he can't come to any of my rallies. He can't be affiliated with any political aspects because that is part of his gag order. So this is something that people need to understand that our rights are being trampled on explicitly. Yeah. Horrific. So, Jeff, how can our audience help you um, in that effort and also in your effort, uh, you know, defending your son, but also in your run for Congress? How can people because people are going to watch well, this and want to get involved? Oh, absolutely. And one of the things is, is that it's sad to say, but every uh, fundraising event that we tried to do has been mm -hmm. shut down and, mm -hmm. and will not uh, do this. So what I'm telling everybody to do is if you want to. Uh, help my son and help me mm -hmm. go to Jeff Zink. That's Z is in zebra, I N K, the number four congress.com. Go to my donation page and donate. And the thing is, is that the reason why I'm saying just go to my political page is the fact that um, he can't accept any money. Again, a part of this gag order, he can't accept any money from anybody because they're looking for money support from uh, terrorist organizations to help him. And if they can tie him to a terrorist organization, then uh, uh, they can add more charges. So he, his attorney has stated, do not accept any money from anybody However, they can uh, mm. go to my website, donate to me. When I get into Congress, I'm going to go after the, the DOJ and the appointed uh, Obama appointed uh, federal judges, have them impeached for misapplying the, the rule of law that is in our country. They're not applying it and they're mistreating uh, people. We have hundreds, over 756 uh, people that are arrested and are in uh, prison right now in D.C. None of them are facing charges yet because they haven't been charged. So this is this is serious. You're supposed to have a speedy trial, yet they're not uh, being allowed to have a trial and they keep uh, uh, putting them off. And so they're in prison indefinitely and we cannot forget them. Agree 100%. Jeff, thank you for your time. We want to have you back on down the road once things progress with your son and also with your congressional campaign. I, I really appreciate, I appreciate you taking it. the time out of your day to talk to us. Thank All you, right, Todd. I appreciate it.